Well, praise the Lord. Uh, it is the first Wednesday uh, of November, uh, so let me say uh, happy November. I hope you are all doing well. I hope uh, that you're filled with joy and peace uh, and overflowing with hope uh, as you trust in the Lord and are filled uh, with the with the uh, with the Holy Spirit and are living uh, trusting in the Lord and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, I know uh, that you've already realized here that uh, I'm alone uh, tonight, uh, but uh, don't don't check out on me uh, because of that. Instead, uh, would you just please uh, pray together with me, uh, and together we will invite. Uh, the Lord to come and uh, and be with us uh, so that we'll not be alone. Let's pray together. Uh, Lord, we are uh, so grateful for the opportunity tonight to uh, connect, and we're so grateful for the opportunity to look into your word. And we pray, Lord, that you would be with us, that you'd meet with us, and that you would uh, speak to us. We could use uh, tonight, a word uh, from you. So, Lord, we just give you our time together. Pray your kingdom come, uh, your will be done. Uh, we just open up our hearts uh, and say, speak to us, Lord, uh, whatever it is that you know uh, we need to hear. And we ask you tonight, Lord, to just come and encourage us, uh, strengthen us, uh, speak your word to us. Let it get planted down inside uh, of our hearts. Let it bring about life change uh, in our lives. We pray this uh, in Jesus' mighty name. And all God's people said, uh, Amen. Well, uh, again, so thankful uh, for you tonight and so thankful uh, to be with you and to have the opportunity uh, to share uh, the word of the Lord. Uh, I have uh, been... Uh, this whole week here thinking about this and praying about it and, and meditating on uh, bringing the word to you uh, tonight. And you know, if I'm honest, uh, here today, uh, the Holy Spirit has really just begun to, to move me and nudge me and, and stir me in a different direction. So I'm going to try uh, tonight to be obedient to the Holy Spirit's uh, leading. I hope uh, that uh, hope that I am. Uh, I believe uh, that I am. I hope uh, hope that I am, uh, and uh, and just hope that it is uh, what uh, what needs to be uh, said uh, for our time together uh, tonight. Uh, one of the one of the things that's just been uh, stirring in me. Uh, here and, and just really has stirred up in me today uh, is uh, is to to think about the conflict uh, the that that is in you know, some people that is in really you know so many Christians uh, it seems that there seems like there's this this tug of war you know, that goes on inside of them that there's this uh, battle this conflict uh, that that rises uh, within them that seems like many people uh, struggle with and and I just wanted to try to identify that uh, for you uh, tonight and uh, and then just give you a direction uh, and. Uh, uh, and some, and and we can just pray uh, together about this uh, conflict that seems like many, uh, many people have, and a conflict that many uh, Christians have. And I guess to identify it, maybe a, a good way to start would be to 
identify what I would say is is the call of God uh, upon each and every one of our lives and God's desire uh, for each and every one of our lives and and I think that we can uh, get a good look at that uh, by looking at the at the lives of of some men in scripture uh, and uh, and you know maybe a great place to start uh, is with uh, King David uh, there is uh, in 1 Samuel 13 uh Verses 13 and 14, this, this statement that God makes about David that is just uh, so powerful. As you know, uh, at this point in time, uh, Saul has been uh, selected and anointed as the king uh, of Israel. Uh, but because of, you know, kind of a shifting and a changing in his heart uh, and, a, and a turning away uh, from the Lord and a, and a desiring uh, of the things of this world and the praise uh, of men, Saul turned away and didn't obey the commands uh, of the Lord. Uh, and so, so, you know, if you remember uh, here, here in a couple chapters, um, Samuel is going to go to anoint David as king. Uh, and, and in that, in that time where he's anointing David as king, uh, the Lord speaks to Samuel and, and tells Samuel that, that he sees the heart and that man sees the outward appearance, uh, but God sees you know, the heart. You know, so, uh, so maybe with King Saul, everything's looking okay on the outside, but God knows what's going on in his heart. God sees right through uh, to his heart, you know, and, and that's true of each and every one of us as well. You know, we can look good on the outside, uh, but God knows what's going on on the inside. God sees uh, right through uh, to your heart. And so I'm wondering tonight, you know, what's going on uh, in your heart? Uh, what kind of conflict is there uh, in your heart? You know, maybe you're shining everything good on the outside, but what's taking place and what's going on uh, in your heart? And so because God could see right to the heart uh, in First Samuel in the 13, 13 and 14, this is what uh, he says about Saul uh, and uh, about David. Uh, this is Samuel uh, speaking. He said, you acted foolishly, Samuel said. You have not kept the command the Lord your God gave you. If you had, you would have established your kingdom over Israel for all time. But now your kingdom will not endure. The Lord has sought out a man after his own heart and anointed him leader of his people because you have not kept the Lord's command. So God uh, speaks of David and he says that he sought out a man and he says of, of David uh, that this man is a man after his own heart. Now, uh, Paul uh, refers to this in you know, the amazing sermon uh, that he preaches uh, in Acts uh, 13, uh, 22. He, he says, he, he you know, quotes this, he refers to this, and he points out that, uh, that God chose David uh, because David uh, was a man after his uh, own uh, heart. Uh, and uh, and so, so we see you know, kind of what God wants for us. 
and kind of what He desires uh, for us, kind of what He's looking for uh, in us, that He's looking for uh, some men uh, and some women uh, that are men and women after His heart. Uh, he's looking for some teenagers, uh, you know, that, uh, that when they could be uh, running after all the things of this world, instead of that, you know, they, are, they are some young men and young women who are after uh, God's heart. Right? I think that God's, you know, stirring and raising up uh, some children uh, that are children after uh, God's heart. Uh, that God wants us to be, uh, you know, uh, adults that are after uh, God's heart. That He's raising up some uh, and calling out some uh, some young adults to be uh, men and women after His heart, and that He's and that He wants uh, senior adults to be uh, men and women who are after uh, His heart. You know, so what, what does that mean to be uh, men and women, uh, children, teenagers, young men, young women, older men, older women uh, who are after uh, God's uh, heart? And I think, you know, I think, you know, right at the right at the heart of the matter uh, is uh, is what is said uh, in Psalm uh, 42 uh, verses one uh, and two. Now, now this is not a psalm of David, uh, but I believe that this is true of David. And we'll read another psalm uh, that proves that it is in just a second. But, but this is what Psalm forty-two, uh, one and two uh, says. It says, "As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you." Oh God, as the stream, as the, as the deer uh, longs for water, pants for water, so, so there is a longing and a, and a craving and a, and a thirst in my soul for God. I am longing for God. This is what the, the psalmist says here in verse two. It says, my soul thirsts for God, uh, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God. So we see here in this psalm this longing for God, this desiring for God, this heart that is that is after God, that wants God more than anything else, that craves and desires and longs for God. I believe that that's the kind of heart that David had. I believe that that's the kind of heart that God wants for each and every one of us to have as well. That was not a Psalm of David, but Psalm 63 is uh, a psalm of David and says uh, very much uh, the same thing, uh, and and uh, it's just a wonderful uh, psalm. Listen here to David's longing for God, uh, to David's passion uh, for uh, the Lord. Here's what he says: uh, "Oh God, uh, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts." For you, my body longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. You see, David, David is longing for God. It's very much like Psalm 42. He's desiring God in, in a dry and weary land where there is no water. He is longing for and desiring the Lord. And in verse 2, it says this, I have seen you in the sanctuary and beheld your power and your glory 
victory because your love is better than life. My lips will glorify you. I will praise you as long as I live. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. He says, as long as I live, it's quite a statement, isn't it? As long as I live, I'm just go ahead and making the declaration. I'm just getting it out there that as long as I live, Lord, I will praise you. I will bless you. I will exalt you. I will glorify your name. And he says this in verse three, he says, I recognize that your love is better than life. And because of it, my lips will glorify you. David, David already sees here that there isn't anything in this life, there isn't anything that this world can offer that even comes close to comparing to the love of God. And he is desiring the Lord. Uh, he is He's declaring that he's going to praise him. He's declaring that I'm going to lift up uh, my hands uh, in praise uh, to the Lord. In verse 5, he says this, my soul will be satisfied as with the richest of food and my, with singing lips, my mouth will praise you. In verse six, he says, on my bed, uh, I remember you. I think of you through the watches of the night. Isn't that a wonderful, isn't that a wonderful uh, thought uh, that as, uh, that so is, so is his passion for God. So is his desire for the Lord. Uh, so much is his focus on the Lord. So much is he after the Lord that when he lays down on his bed at night, it's not worries. It's not anxieties. It's not it's not fears. It's not all about, you know, what in the world is going to take place tomorrow and the next day and the day after that. And it's none of those things. It's on his bed. He says, I'm remembering the Lord. I'm thinking of you through the watches of the night. By the way, if you want to have your really good night's sleep, then when you lay down on your bed, just let your desires from God overcome your mind, overcome your thinking, and just meditate on the the Lord. Think about his goodness and his kindness. Think on him through the watches of the night. He says, because you are my help, I sing in the shadow of your wings. Spread out under the, under the covering of the Lord, David rejoices and he sings. He says this in verse 8, my soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. He's just uh, declaring uh, what God has already said about him. He's just showing us what God has already said about him, that here is this man uh, who has a heart uh, that is after uh, God's uh, heart, that he is after God, that he is desiring God. Now, uh, I could be wrong, but, but it seems to me like in a lot of people there's a conflict that is taking place, that there is, that there is this uh, believing in God, uh, that they can answer all the right questions, uh, that they believe Jesus, that they believe that He's the Son of the Living God, uh, that they believe He's the Messiah and the Christ, that they've even accepted Him as Lord and Savior and invited Him uh, into their uh, into their life, into their uh, heart, and uh, and yet there seems to be this conflict within them, uh, where even though they uh, they believe in Jesus, uh, they are desiring uh, the world, and even I don't know, you know. 
who that uh, may be. But it seems like there is this, there is this like holding on to God and this holding on uh, to the world. It's like there is this uh, believing in Christ and yet, and yet uh, thinking uh, that they're going to be satisfied by the things of uh, this world. Uh, so I'd say to you tonight that uh, that there's a call of God on our lives uh, to uh, not just place our our faith and trust uh, in Jesus, uh, but to be men and women who are after God, men and women who are longing for God and who who have completely let go and abandoned. Uh, the desires and the longings and the cravings and the loves of this world uh, and are just longing for and running after God. So if you're gonna, if you're gonna have a heart uh, that is after God, then you can't also be a lover of this world. Let me remind you of what, uh, first John uh, says, first John uh, chapter two, uh, you're probably uh, familiar with this verse, but they, but this these verses are are so important, uh, and they are and they are so true, and and really they are life changing and life giving if we will listen to them, and, and apply them to our lives. It says this: Do not love the world uh, or anything in the world. It's just very very clear, isn't it? That there's this call of God on our lives to be lovers of God, and not lovers uh, of this world, and that and that God's calling you. Uh, to uh, be a lover of God and not a lover uh, of this world. And here John says right out, he says, don't, don't love the world or anything in uh, the world. To, to, don't be uh, longing for the things of this world. Don't be desiring the things of this world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. If you're if you're loving God and yet there's this conflict within you to where you are, are loving God, but you are also loving the world and, and you want to kind of hang on to both of those, of those things, there is, there is a deception within you and a conflict within you that, that eventually is going to give. It's got to. And, and, and why not tonight to where we just decide, hey, I'm letting go of the things of this world and I'm going to be a lover of God and he's going to be my desire and he's going to be <clears throat> my wholehearted focus. Verse 16 says this, for everything in the world The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life does not come from the Father, but from the world. Verse 17, the world and its desires pass away, but the, but the, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. See, if we are, if we are desiring the Lord and longing uh, for the Lord, then there's going to be a passion uh, within us uh, to do His will uh, and to uh, serve Him. And and the reward uh, for that and the promise uh, for that and what comes with that 
is that we're going to have eternal life, that we're going to lay up treasure in heaven that can't be taken away, uh, that won't uh, perish, uh, that will last uh, forever. Uh, But if we are longing for and desiring this world uh, and the things of this world and the lusts of this world and the pleasures of this world and and the deceptions of this world, if if those have got our eye and those things have got our attention and those are the things that we're running after, those are the things that we're longing for, those are the things that we are uh, desiring, uh, John reminds us that those things are going to are not going to last, that those things uh, are going to uh, perish, and the you know, chances are that they would drag us uh, down with them uh, as well. So we don't want to be lovers of this world. We want to be lovers of God. We, don't, we want to put an end to this conflict to where we know, you know that you're called of God uh, to love Him uh, and, to, and to serve Him. And yet you kind of got this one eye uh, on the world and this one eye on God and you can't uh, seem to get your desires in one place uh, or the other. You know, what a, what a great time tonight uh, to, uh, to lay down the desires for this world, and to live uh, for God. Let me remind you of some others. Uh, There is uh, the Apostle Paul. uh, After meeting uh, with Jesus, uh, he totally and completely set his heart and his mind and his life uh, to seek the Lord and and to to run after him and to long for him and to live for him so much so much so that in Philippians 1:21 Paul says he makes this powerful declaration he says for me to live is Christ and there's a call of God uh, on our lives he has he's called us and we are so honored to be chosen by him and, and called uh, by him but it, but it's not a call of God on our lives uh, to believe in him and yet long for the world it's a call of God on our lives to believe in him to put our faith and trust in him and to live for him and to long for him and to love him and to desire him it should be all of our desire desire. It should be all of our declaration to say, for me to live is Christ. And God's calling you to have that kind of a desire and to make that kind of a declaration. He's calling some young people, calling some children. He's choosing them and setting them apart to to make that kind of a declaration. For me to live is is Christ. And he's calling out some young people right now, uh, some just teenagers, some, some young men and women who are just teenagers to, to say, you know what? I don't, I don't care about this world or, or the things uh, of this world. For, for me, it's Christ and Christ alone. Uh, I am going to live for Christ. I, I'm, I'm so tired of, of, of having wondering eyes and, and I'm, I'm looking to the Lord and yet I want to keep my eyes on the things of this world as well. I'm tired of that. I'm tired of that wrestling match. I'm tired of that uh, conflict. God's speaking to some young people and saying, saying, I've called you out of that to not long for the things of this world, but to long for me and to make a declaration that for me to live is Christ. You know, who, who are you going to be? Are you going to be a David? Uh, or, or are you going to be a Paul? Uh, or, or are you going to be a Saul, you know, who, uh, who was called of God uh, to 
be a king after his heart, after God's own heart, but he, but he could never get his heart off of the things of this world. He could never get his longing off of the things of this world, so God had to move the kingdom on to someone else, to someone who had a heart that is after his own heart. Another great example of this, I think, is, is found in Matthew, where you find... Matthew himself, uh, in Matthew 9, uh, verse 9, being called uh, by Jesus. Uh, as Jesus is calling uh, each and every one of us, he calls Matthew. And now, now Matthew's a tax collector, uh, and, you know, so, so probably, you know, very, a very uh, wealthy uh, man, uh, and, and we know that he is, uh, uh, that he's a man of the, of the things of this world. Uh, but God, Jesus speaks to Matthew and he calls to Matthew a tax collector and he says to Matthew, he says, he says, come on and leave that life and come and follow after me. And Matthew gets up out of the tax collector booth and he leaves all of that behind and he follows after Jesus all the days of his life. From that moment forward, he, he responded to the call of God on his life and he left his old life behind and he followed after Jesus with everything that he had uh, inside of him. And then you can, you know, fast forward in, in the book of Matthew to Matthew 19. Uh, where the, uh, where the rich young ruler, where we have the story of the rich young ruler and the rich young ruler, uh, comes to Jesus asking, you know, what must he do, uh, to be saved? Uh, and Jesus says to him, uh, in, uh, in Matthew, uh, Matthew 19, 21 and 22, Jesus says to him, cause he was a wealthy man, Jesus says to him, you know, sell your, sell your possessions and give to the poor. And then Jesus gives him the call. He gives him the invitation. He says to the, to the rich young ruler, he says, and then come and follow after me. So now this young man has the opportunity that Matthew has. He has the opportunity that Peter has. He has the opportunity that Paul has to come and follow after Jesus. What an incredible honor to be chosen by God, to, to, to be called out of this world, to be called out of longing for and desiring the things of this world, and to follow after Jesus. But the, but the rich young ruler doesn't do what Matthew did. He doesn't get up and leave his life and follow Jesus. Instead, he turns away from Jesus and goes back into the world uh, because Matthew says in 19, uh, because he was a wealthy man, because he had a lot of money, because he couldn't, uh, he couldn't uh, let all of that go and just live for Jesus. You see, there's this, there, there was probably this conflict in Matthew uh, when Jesus called uh, Jesus or the world, and Matthew turned away from the world and followed after Jesus. And there was, there was this conflict in the rich young ruler, Jesus uh, or the world, and the rich young ruler turned away uh, from Jesus and, and went after uh, the world. You know, so for so many, I see this, this conflict within them. Uh, they, they believe in Jesus, and yet they long for the world. And maybe that's you tonight. You, you believe in Jesus, and yet uh, you long uh, for the world. But God is calling you. He's called me, and He's called many to not only 
uh, believe in Him, but to follow after Him and to long for Him and to live uh, for uh, Him. Uh, you, you've probably got the answer to the big question right. The big question that we find in Matthew 16 that Jesus asks of His disciples, uh, where He says, Who do you say that I am? And Peter responds by saying, you're the Christ, you're the Messiah, you, you are the Son of the living God. You've probably answered that question, like if I ask you the question tonight, who do you say Jesus is? You probably answer that and get it right, that Jesus, he's the only begotten Son of God. That, that you know that He's the Christ, that He is the Messiah, that, that you would say and declare that He is Savior and Lord. You, you believe, John fourteen six that He's the only way, truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father except through Him. See, you can answer that question, and, and you've got that question right, but maybe, maybe the question that you need to answer tonight is the question of, of you, of who are you going to be? Are, are you going to be a Matthew, or are you going to be a rich young ruler? Are you going to be a, a David, or are you going to be a Saul? Are you going to be someone who believes in Jesus but longs for this world and has this conflict that goes on inside of them? Or are you going to respond to the call of God on your life to leave this world behind and be a lover of God? You remember in Genesis 19, the story of Lot's wife? You remember that, uh, where uh, the angels come and call Lot and his family to leave Sodom and Gomorrah behind to flee uh, for their lives because God's going to come and bring judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. And you remember in, uh, in 19, in verse 17, that the angels said, flee and don't look back. You, you run out of there, you get out of there, and, and don't look back, don't wonder, don't long for, don't glance back. You just get out of there. You keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, and you run after Him and leave the world behind. But, but Lot's wife looked back. And she looked, she looked back at Sodom and Gomorrah and, and, and God, remember, can see her heart. And it wasn't just this like looking back because she wanted to see that what was taking place. It was this longing for that life looking back. It was this longing for Sodom and Gomorrah looking back. It was this longing for the things of the world uh, looking back. And, and I think there's so many Christians you know, that have a call of God on their lives and and can answer the question, Jesus is the Messiah, He's the Christ, and yet they're looking at Jesus and looking back at the world and looking at Jesus and looking back at the world and looking at Jesus and looking back at the world and believing in Jesus and yet they're so longing for the world, so in love with the things of this world, so thinking that the things of this world are going to satisfy and that, and that that's where life is. But we, we see here tonight in Scripture what David said in Psalm 63 that that's not true, that God and, and love for God and God's love for us, that that is better than anything that this, that this world could ever offer. There's a call of God 
on your life to not be Lot's wife and, and continue to look back at the world and long for the world. There's a call of God on your life to see Jesus for who he truly is and to long for him, to fix your eyes on him and to never take them off. We don't want to be Lot's wife or, or, or maybe it's the... Maybe it's the children of Israel wandering across the the desert after having been delivered from Egypt. They continued to grumble and complain and say, what if we just went back to Egypt? And and forgetting that they were slaves there. They said, man, we just just want to go back to Egypt because there we had a meal. There we had food. there There we had some security, even though we were slaves in that and miserable in that and being destroyed in that. They longed to go back to that. That is not what God has for us. That is not who God has called us to be. He hasn't called you to be children of Israel who've been delivered but want to go back into slavery. He hasn't called you to be Lot's wife who has a chance to escape this world and yet you continually want to look back, continually longing for the things of this world. He's called you to fix your eyes on Jesus and to long for Him and desire Him with everything that is down inside of you. So tonight, I know you know who Jesus is. And I'm asking you the question, who are you going to be? Are you going to be one of His disciples that leaves this world behind and runs after Jesus with everything that you have? Are you going to be a lover of God? One who desires Him with everything that is down inside of your heart. It's time tonight to make a declaration, to make a decision. Say, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of this conflict within me. I'm tired of, tired of trying to you know, live for the Lord and, and the world all at the same time. I'm tired of, you know, having my faith in Jesus and yet having this longing and desire uh, for the world. And, and tonight, I want to change. I want to be transformed. I want God to take all of my heart and make me like a David, a man, a woman, a, a young person, a child, after his own heart. I want to completely and totally give myself to the Lord. I I want Psalm 42 verses 1 and 2 to be my cry, to be my reality, that, that like the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs for the living God. If that's your desire tonight, I just ask that you just pray you know, with me, I'm just going to pray, and I'm going to lead us in a uh, in a prayer of 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 salvation, of putting our faith and trust uh, in Jesus. And then I'm going to just carry on uh, and lead us in a prayer of uh, of laying down the things of this world and settling the question in our hearts of who we're going to live for, and just declaring that we're going to long for God that we're going to be lovers of God, and that we are going to live uh, for the Lord. Let's pray together. Lord Jesus, I do believe in You. And I open my heart and ask You to come into my life and be my Lord and be my Savior. I give You my life. 
I give you my heart. Help me, Lord Jesus, to live for you. Jesus, I recognize that that the the things of this world can be so uh, deceptive and uh, and attractive and tonight lord i just declare that uh, that and I, and i just declare that for me pray this prayer with me that for me uh, to live uh, is christ and i just ask you to uh, to remove from me uh, any longing and desire uh, for the things of this world, any love for the things of this world, and to, and to change my heart, O oh God, and make a, make a new heart within me, a heart that is like David, a heart that longs for you and desires you. Lord, make, it, make Psalm 42 my truth. Make it my reality that I am longing for you and desiring for you like a deer pants for streams of water. So my heart and soul and flesh and every bit of everything that I am longs for you. Make this, Lord, my reality. Lord, tonight I turn my eyes away from the things of this world. I fix my eyes on you. And I am going to run after you with my eyes fixed on you. All the days of my life, I will sing for you. All the days of my life, I will trust in you. All the days of my life, I will praise you. All the days of my life, I will love you. All the days of my life, I will live for you. All of the days of my life, from this day forward, I will long for you and I'm not going to turn around ever again and look back to this world and long for anything from this world from from tonight on I'm fixing my eyes on you making you my passion and my desire and I will be a man I will be a woman I will be a young person I will be a young man a young woman I will be an old man an old woman I will be who you've called me to be I will be one who is a, a desirer of God, one who longs after God with everything that is down inside of me. I pray this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I'm going to praise the Lord. Uh, if you've had this conflict, I pray and hope that it ends tonight. And that from this time forward that you would long for God and never long for the things of this world again. For in Him is truly found rich and beautiful, abundant life. Thanks so much for, uh, for uh, spending time with me tonight and uh, in the Word of the Lord. I hope and pray uh, to, uh, that, that you'll make your way into a church uh, on Sunday. Uh, and I hope to see you. Uh, here, uh, make sure you get in church and uh, fix your eyes on Jesus and worship Him together with the people of God. It'll be so life-giving and encouraging uh, for you. Thanks again for spending time with me tonight. God bless.